following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sideline. Um, with me is my co-host, the marvelous Matt Keough. I don't know. I come up with a different nickname for you every every episode. No, so this you don't. Day, somewhat. Sometimes it's the host, co-pilot, whatever. This time it's marvelous Matt. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> we'll go from there. Uh, today we were supposed to have uh, Frank Cunningham on as a guest uh, he had a few things happen last minute, so we're going to push his episode um, to a future episode. Don't worry, we're going to get him coming on. Um, he'll be debuting his podcast soon, um, Allergic to Idiots, so still look for that. I believe he's taping that uh, next week sometime. Uh, he did ask if we wanted to come on and co-host. I believe his first uh, first episode is going to be about cancel, cancel culture. So, <laughs> oh, he asked us to be on. He, he asked. He said, "You know, we're on if we want it." He I'm said, on. So uh, if we're talking about that, so I'm that on. could be uh, that could be definitely a fun topic. A little oh. cancel culture. Oh, 100. When does he record? I believe he's coming on. I'll I'll double check with him, but I believe he's starting this Thursday. I don't know what time, but um, if it's not this week, then it's next week. But he's it, it'll be coming on uh, coming on very soon here at the podcast precinct, and I think it's going to be. Fantastic, um, but that I believe that's their first um, their first episode that they're going to do about cancel culture. Um, so tough, so tough subject, <laughs> tough subject, but a fun subject. Uh, so look out for that next week. And I just confirmed we are still good with Robert Udy, a good buddy of mine. Uh, I've known Rob way too many years. Uh, he's going to come on talk about his playing days at Canisius College for hey. uh, uh, for tennis. Yeah, another fellow Golden Griff. Um, so alumni over there, he teaches and coaches at Niagara Wheatfield. Um, he, he's dealt with, uh, Megan Smith, many, many, many occasions. They're good friends. So yeah, you can, you can tell Megan that, uh, Rob's going to be on next week. Oh, I will. Um, so we'll share stories with that next week. Um, this week, you know, we're going to, we're going to change gears. We're going to show how adaptive we, we can be, um, as coaches. Sometimes you got to change gears on the fly, but, um, I'm coming in hot this week. Uh, oh, I'm having a I'm having a senior moment. I had a great coming in hot that I was going to do, and I totally forgot it. What was I? What was I coming in hot in? Matt, you got anything coming in hot in? Or, or are you coming uh, in about uh, Uncle Sam over there? Oh, taxes? No, I, I don't. I don't talk about taxes. <laughs> I, I don't deal with the taxes. It's I mean, the this form, the that form. I. Do my taxes? Let me rephrase that. I was gonna say I do do taxes. But do you just do you just hand all your stuff to an accountant yeah. and say here you go? I don't trust myself doing it. It's just gonna... so much stress. It is, especially it is. the more stuff you have, the more stress. Screw that. Yep. The older you get, especially when you're talking about buying houses. Uh, nowadays, the big thing is if anybody's got any crypto or you know stash. Or I don't this or understand that. cryptocurrency. I don't. I don't. What's to, well, I really don't either. I don't dabble with that. I know some people that do, but it's 
it, to me, it seems very volatile. Yeah, that, and then also, what is the oh the NFTs? NFTs are also a big thing too. The NFT are those the meme coins? The NFTs are like you 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 tag something, and anytime it's like used, it's kind of like a copyright. But you can NFT anything like that. Can you can NFT it? Orangina. Yeah, I love. Have you had the Orangina? I've never. I don't even know what it is. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, it is fantastic. It's it's like. Uh... It's almost like if you add carbonation to like orange juice or something. Like it's really try it if you want it. I'm 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 COVID free. It's uh we were talking about orange drinks last week with Crush and um Sunkist. I Where didn't did you buy this. That's at Wegmans. You can get it at Wegmans, you can get it at Tops, you can get it pretty much you can get five cents back for it too. Oh absolutely. I think Dashes might sell it as well. That's fantastic. I'm telling you. I can't oh, believe, wow. I can't believe you've never had the Orangina. <laughs> That's actually really good. It is. I it, love it. It tastes like orange soda. Yeah, but like, like l- cleaner, like lighter. <laughs> like you don't get it. Like I don't, the sugar content might still be there, but I don't think you get it. Like cleaner, you know. Yeah, you know, like not as sugary. Um, I don't know about but that. I love it. it. I thought it was like sparkling water, and I, I'm not a huge fan of sparkling water. It it says sparkling water on there, but it's not. It's it's good. I love it. Do you like? I can't get into it. Like the Perriers, the um, the Lacroix. Maybe that's what we'll do our coming in hot segment for the, the bottle. What now? They just taste gross. No, I'm not a fan of sparkling. At water. least an aftertaste in my mouth. I remember I was so disappointed. Um, this was a number of years ago when I was at a. Uh, uh, I forgot where I'd gone, but it was a nicer restaurant, and they had Perrier in the menu, or Perrier, you know, whatever they were offering it. I was like, all right, let me try it. I think I was, I don't know, my early 20s, and I just remembered it was just disgusting. Like, I thought it was, because all you hear in the movies, especially back in the 2000s and 90s, Perrier, 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 and I was like, okay, that's just just disgusting. Give me water, bro. Yeah. In fact, I think when the waiter came back, like, um, can I get some different water? And he was like, well, what kind do you want? I was like, regular tap. Well, no. All right. So don't get me wrong. Like those like feet, like as pretentious as it is, like the Fiji waters, the, the, the high end, like regular water. I, I can taste a little difference and it's a good, it's a, it's, it's a little cleaner taste as you might want to say, like you're drinking your orangina over there. True. But, um, but like sparkling water, I'm just, I just don't get all the hype with it either. Just drink regular water. Exactly. Now the only the only sparkling I guess these are sparkling waters, or maybe these fall under flavor waters. Did you ever have like the ice waters? Yeah. I do like those. Are those considered sparkling waters, I guess? I, or are those more like the flavored waters? I think they're more like flavored waters. I think the closest I can think of of a like, do you know like the Celsius? Like those Is, those- is that isn't that like a an energy drink or it's something? It's kind of like an energy or a drink, but it's mood like, enhancer or something. It's like an it's it's like a healthier energy drink. Okay, but some of them have, um, you know, it's some have sparkling water on it, but it it doesn't taste as bad as a straight sparkling water. That's the other thing. People drink straight sparkling water, not yeah. even flavored. No. That's so no. that's so gross. That's so no. wrong. No. But um you brought up a story about the Perrier. Um it's not about Perrier, but I remember when I went to Vegas, I want I got oysters once. Ooh. Except Ooh. I wasn't thinking oysters. I was thinking mussels. Oh, there's a big difference. Yeah, there's a big difference. <laughs> so when I get this gigantic bowl of ice and shells with 
liquid stuff in it. My mom is just sitting there smiling and laughing. <laughs> Because she could visibly see, like, my, like, your, your reaction. Like, I had to go full system reset. I was like, this this isn't this isn't what I thought. So, thankfully, they were cool about it. But I said, can you, like, fry this or something? I was going to say, now, because did they, was have you had oysters before? Uh, no. They, my dad used to be, like, he used to love oysters. He, I mean, he'd suck them down, but. To me, they he tried to get me to have one. I think it made like halfway down my throat and came right back up. It it looks like a snot. Yeah. It looks like just like a large snot in a it's shell. Cold and wet and I'm very text like tactile mm-hmm. sensitive. And I can't eat anything that you force me to eat. No. Like I'll throw it up. No. Oh, dude, I could not. I've seen people eat oysters. And oh, it's yeah. just so gross. Yeah, he'll just he'll he'll throw either um He'll throw either like a little hot sauce on there or a little butter on there and just slurp them down. I'm Ugh. like, I, uh, uh, uh. I don't even like watching people eat them. No, like I like clams. Clams, I like- yes. And I didn't get into clams till probably a couple years ago, but I love really. Them. I was because I always associated them with uh, with oysters. oysters. Yeah. Um, Vicky, my wife, I think one of our first dates we went out and she ordered clams, and I was like, oh, well, this doesn't look like you know the so i tried them and they're they're delicious steamed clams oh yeah oh yeah i went i, I remember the first time i ever had clams i went to some graduate like graduation party when i was like five and they constantly kept on they it was catered and constantly bringing out steamed clams oh that's a good graduation party they're pretty wealthy um but i i didn't know at the time and i liked and then i liked mussels and then i like any kind of seafood except for I want to try crawfish, actually. I tried crawfish probably two, three years ago. It's it's good, but I thought there was going to be, like, way more meat in there. Like You bite off the head, right? Yeah, you and pretty then- much bite off the head, or you can twist off the head, and you suck out the, um, I guess, the meat from the inside. But Isn't it, there, like, the intestines with that and stuff? Oh, yeah. But it's it's. I ordered them once. It's good, but I don't think I'd order them again. Okay. And and it's one of those things too. Um this is how much of a dork I was when I ordered them. I had to YouTube a video on how to eat them at the restaurant because I had no idea. You didn't want to look like the new guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um I ordered them at that King Crab place on transit. How was that place? You know what? I, fantastic. It the really one, is the one you're um that that uh, it used to be the friendlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's okay. really good. A little bit on the pricey side, but really good. Uh, it's is it kind of like the Aloha Crab area or no? You know Aloha Crab. Is that Walden? the one by the Galleria? Yeah, it's better than Aloha Crab. Real, I heard great things about Aloha. We crab. went to a we went to Aloha Crab. Um, That's the one where you get like the bags yep. and you shake it up. Yes, it's basically it's it's very very similar, um, but King Crab was so much better. Like food wise, flavor wise, so much better. It's not like a Joe's Crab Shack, is it? No, no. Okay, um, Joe's Crab Shack ruined me. Yeah, I'd say I've never been to Joe's Crab Shack. Um, don't go on your birthday. Ugh, not good. Or just don't go at all. Well, don't go at all because I don't think they're open anymore for some racial stuff, um, pictures and stuff that are. Uh, but, enough um, said. But uh, I went there for my twenty twentieth birthday, I think, when I was 
at college. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, it's his birthday. And they gave me this bib and wrote, it's my birthday on it. And that wasn't the bad part. And then they gave me this little toy crab. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to keep it. No. <laughs> they make they make you they make everybody in the restaurant look at you and they sing and after every time like there's a break in the song it's a pause and they look at you and you have to say i got crabs i'm not kidding you you have to say this it happens three times and you have to get louder as they sing it yeah i would not I, I, I'm, like, it's no. happy birthday to you. I got crabs, <laughs> like, straight up. And do they just sit there and wait until yeah, you? Yeah, Oh, they'd be waiting a long time. Like, and then, like, the worst part is they do it, like, midway through your meal, so you still have to sit there. And I had to go to the bathroom later, and I can't hide the fact that I'm the person who had to say that out loud. So I'd walk by, and people would be like, I heard you got crabs. And I was like... Ha! Funny. Really funny, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like I heard, you got a beating coming. They got, they, basically, I went to Joe's Crab Shack, and I got crabs and explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Two things that I did not ask for on my 20th birthday party. Well, no, I'm definitely, we're definitely a fan of uh, of King Crab. Um Maybe we should try to get them as a sponsor, get a free meal out of it or something. I want, I love seafood. I Love it. I used to go to this. I don't know how to say this. I used to go to this restaurant that was a buffet restaurant. A seafood buffet? No. They they served a lot of Chinese food there. So like a Chinese buffet type place? Kind of. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad saying that. But what's yeah. wrong with saying Chinese buffet? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds wrong to me. If it's Chinese food and it's Chinese. I mean, they have restaurants that are called China Buffet or Chinese I Buffet. Know, I know. Well, anyways, I actually have two stories about Chinese buffets. I'm derailing, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, We're coming in hot still. I um, I, w- I used to go to this one place. Kind of, um, you know where, like, the pet store is if, if you're going down Sheridan? Like, that, like... That big plaza there, like the chef's to go was there. Yeah, I the think there was. Stores. I think there was like a white rabbit there at one point. Yeah, uh, I think like, or not a white rabbit, but I another. Think, I think black and blue is in there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So that area had uh, a buffet, and I grew up going there with my mom and my dad. Um, separate occasions because they're divorced, but my mom and my dad, and we'd always go on Fridays because they'd always have all you can eat crab legs. Ooh. And, oh yeah. Ooh. And like this was back when like crab legs weren't like stupid expensive either. So like <laughs> we would go and just tear it. Like I would go and not eat anything but crab. Oh. All you could eat. And um you know, of course I went one time with my mom and a friend of, of hers, and um my dad and my stepmom went with the same the same time and the hostess not knowing sat, oh, no. sat each uh, them right next to us <laughs> which was so ironically funny but so yeah they had all you can eat crab legs there solid days in north tonawanda has all you can eat crab legs on saturdays just letting you know um and i've i've tested it i've had probably about six servings there once where solid days solid days it's like okay. a sports bar but look it up um Good food? Good food. Well, I only go there for the crab legs. I don't know what else their food is like. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so they did that. And then um, I was talking about crab legs and I talked about the Chinese buffet. A little all you can eat stories. All you can eat stories. What, what, what was the other one? Oh my God. Matt's having his own senior moment. Wait here. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. We were talking about that and we were talking about the crab legs. <sighs> I'm still going to send a shout out to the Cadellas and Bol- and uh, Bolify, our first and only sponsor back in the day. Um, they were, I, I still go there. Their food is fantastic. The, I haven't the, gone there yet. Oh, it is good. The, the cheesy Mac, the lobster Mac and cheese is still my favorite. Yeah. I know they've come out with, they've come out with way better things on the menu. Um, still my favorite. Interesting. It, it's just so good. Um, a little oh, special shout out there to Bolify. I, I remember, I remember the story. I remember the other story. Um, and also I have another story that you told me to talk about last week. You remember when I, when we were walking out, I told you that. Listen, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. That that um that story that I told you about when I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into <laughs> okay. that. All right, um, but the last story that involves sea creatures of some sort. Um, elementary school, we had to raise crawfish. Like it was like a project or something, and they're like, oh, like I guess that was like our interpretation of like the flower baby or like the egg baby is like okay uh, like so you can't like have it cracked or you can't have it ripped or right, whatever but this one's like a living thing <laughs> Wait, what was it a crawfish like an actual oh you actually actually have a oh wow okay yeah. so i me and my my partner at the time um we, we are no longer together we divorced <laughs> after <laughs> did, did she take custody of the crawfish or did you get custody uh, no it happened after the ca- the crawfish was independent so <laughs> there's no legal actions <clears throat> but um no she's actually married now she has kids so i'm mean, good for her um she uh we got this one and we named it jordan i think and it was like it was obnoxiously large for like a crawfish. The crawfish, you know, I say some of them can like, get like yeah. This this it was like it was probably about like this long. Like All right, so that thick. It was a huge like it was big, um, especially for like the small space we had it in. Anyways, we would put nail polish on the back of like the the crawfish to designate which ones are which because for the most part wait you had multiple crawfish well so in my in my class like each group had one okay but like to designate which crawfish is whose um and you know so one crawfish looked like it was sleeping um, so I like, and they had like little like huts that we made for them so they can go under. And like, I just moved the one under the hut and uh, it happened to be the hut that mine was actually under. So the next morning we come back and I lift up the hut and the crawfish is gone, <laughs> but, but the nail polish is laying there on the ground. So now that I think of it, I don't, that is probably didn't happen. It probably the nail polish probably just fell off of the crawfish as it like walked away or something, but it became a thing that like our crawfish like ate the other one <laughs> because it, clearly ours was really the largest one out of the group, and you know after the the, the one fell off like nobody could tell where there it was anymore. <laughs> so so notoriously. I have a crawfish living in the creek under Ledgeview Elementary School <laughs> that's known for eating things. I wonder if it's still alive. There's no way. Uh, 
I don't know what the average age of I'm, crawfish is. Crawfish are. I'd, I'd be really curious if like it was still alive. Uh, but yeah, that was that's my crawfish story. I love it. Crawfish um, lifespan. No, I'm gonna. W- when you said all you can eat, it made me think of. Now this was going way back in the day in the Summer Park Mall. In fact, the Summer Park Mall is not even around anymore and hasn't been around for years. But they used to have a um, uh, I forgot what the name of the steak place was, um, but it was like a steak beef place, whatever. And they had all you can eat ribs, Ooh. which was fantastic. I'm, I love ribs, probably my my uh, favorite food or at least one of them. Now, I would go there with, like, uh, my grandparents would take me there, uh, take me, my brother, and my sister there either every Friday or, you know, I'd go with my dad every now and then. But anytime we'd go there, and I was going there, I don't know, it was like a 9, 10-year-old, um, I would eat, I would get the all-you-can-eat ribs. And I remember the first time the waiter was like, well, you know, we can give you one or two. They're like, it's kind of, my dad's like, nope, just, you know, he wants the all-you-can-eat ribs. They're like, all right. One rack would come out. Two racks would come out. A third rack would come out. And it was to the point where the waiter didn't believe that I was eating all of this. He thought, like, you know, we were maybe trying to scam him, you know, order one all-you-can-eat rib play rib thing, and then, you know, you get some, you get some, you get some, you get some. Yeah. But so he, <laughs> when this, the third one came out, you could see him, I don't know, maybe like three or four tables away, like just kind of like eyeballing me or watching me as I'm like devouring like a third rack of ribs. Oh, wow. So it was, I, I loved that place. It was, I forgot what it was called, New York. It was New York something. Um, and it's no longer a thing. Oh, it's no longer a restaurant. I don't know if it was ever a chain or if it was a local restaurant, but like I said, the mall the mall doesn't even exist anymore. That's so sad. Um, but yeah, that I loved that place. Ribs. Oh, all you can really ribs. Nasty. And the ribs were pretty decent. Well, I mean, I was ten, so who knows? They might have been terrible, but like I enjoyed to them. You, you don't care. To me, I enjoyed them. Like the ribs are ribs are really messy, and I'm I don't care about getting messy. Like crab, obviously, is messy, especially if like you're cracking stuff. But like ribs is like intensely messy. And me, I'm I'm one where if I get ribs, even to this day, the the saucier the better. Like I know really? some I know some people are like, oh, you, they gotta have it charred on. That's fine. I love it charred on too. But give me a bottle of hot. <laughs> give me a bottle of sauced afterward. Like I'll dip them in there or just I I love them saucy. Oh it's, gosh, I don't care if I make a mess. Whatever, I'll be that guy that is covered beard and everything. With ribs afterwards, I love them sauce. And you walk out the restaurant alone. Walk out the restaurant alone, just belching on the way out. I'm all <laughs> like, I genuinely wonder sometimes the thoughts that people have when they see like people like my dad, for example, or like me who like show up like weekly for like these like times for a buffet. Like, I wonder what they think. Like, I wonder, it's like, oh, we're going broke. Like, we're breaking even tonight. Oh, I'm telling you. How can they afford stuff like that? Do they though? still have all-you-can-eat places, or are they kind of like a thing of the past? I can't remember the last time well, I've been to an all-you-can-eat anything. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, I remember, like, buffets and stuff. Like Buffets, yeah. but buffet, Like, but still. All you can eat, like I think, doesn't um, old country buffet technically do that? I, I or do you pay, or is it like a? 
it's a time thing. I I don't know if I've been to an old country buffet. If I have, it was years ago. Um, the last really buffet that I went to was, I mean, this was, again, a long time ago, Ponderosa. And I remember they used to have, like, when we would go early on, it used to be at one point you would pay, I think it was 20 bucks, all you can eat or whatever. But then after a while, I think like two or three years after that, they started, they would charge you, like, by the plate. So basically, you know how at the all-you-can-eats they would yeah. have the plates there where you can just pick it up? They basically took those away, and it. I think they dropped the price to, like, 12 bucks, and they would just give you a plate. That once you filled up that plate, that was it. Like, you were basically only going up there once. If you wanted to fill it up again, I think it was, like, an additional, I don't know, four bucks or something. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that was always my biggest question. I was like, how do they afford this? That's another thing, too, is, like, what kind of food, like, is it's it It's not actually? great food. No. But that is it, I mean, Except- is that chicken actually chicken? Is that beef actually beef? Or is it, like, grade W beef? I mean, is like, it? Like, well, for the most part, I, 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 it's not the best. It's not the best quality food. But for the nights where, like, obviously, like, that the the buffet I used to go to, they had all you could eat crab legs. Like, even crap crab legs aren't. They're still pretty good. Are, are pretty good, number one. Number two, I mean, like, how much, do you, like, how much is that really putting you back? And this place was huge, by the way. Like, you would go in and, like, you would just have, like, that crowd noise from the amount of people that was in there. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. Like I went to one in Vegas, like that famous one in Vegas in the um oh, the Bellagio, the Bellagio's buffet. Crap. It was crap, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bellagio buffet was a blah. That's one thing you always heard the stories about the buffets in Vegas where you pay like 3 bucks and you get like whatever you want as much as you want or like <sighs> I mean, there's, like, either, like, the Bellagio buffet where I think you paid, like, I think we paid, like, $60 a person. For a buffet? Or something like that. Something <laughs> stupid. And then and then you have the Uncle Eddie's buffet. That, yeah. <laughs> I'll have some of that green I'll stuff. I'll have some of that green stuff with <laughs> like, some of that orange stuff. Like, honest, like, but it's not worth it, I don't think. Like, I don't it's like... It's definitely the, not worth the heartburn afterwards. No. I don't like, like, I didn't like the old country buffet either. I went there once or twice. Not a fan. Um, not a fan. So Ponderosa used to be decent, but again, the last time I went there, I think I was in my early late teens, early twenties. That's fair. So I mean, at that point, you're still kind of figuring out what good food is. Um, for an eighth grade trip, for like high school or middle school, we went to DC, and there was like eight buses, and a person that we both know mutually was in charge of the entire trip, and um, <laughs> I happened to be on his bus. So but this is before I knew him. And um, everybody else got to go to Golden Cur- uh, Old Country Buffet for dinner one time. And we have to go to this really backwoods, like, Indian buffet restaurant. And, like... Must have been a little cheaper. And he was like, I know the guy. And I was like, well, now... I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. So, like... I feel like ever like that was the last opportunity I probably would have ever had of going to an old country buffet, and I got screwed out of it. <laughs> Thank you to this one gentleman. But no, it's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a 
I don't even know if they're still around anymore, but I'm not a huge fan of them anymore. Like I said, the the one I really loved, and I, I, mm, I it was New York something, New York maybe it was just New York Steakhouse, but oh man, it was fantastic. Now again, I was good. nine ten, it was fantastic. It was it was in the Summit Park Mall. That's going because I think that mall, that mall closed maybe early two thousand. I don't know if it Date made yourself. it into the two thousands. I was in high school. When Summit, it was still open. Summit Park Mall. That sounds really familiar. Summit Park Mall. It was like Wheatfield, Niagara Wheatfield area. Okay. Um, they had a... They had is a, it even uh, still standing? Or? It's still standing. I think now what it is, it's it's something like where uh, you can rent out the stores for like little office spaces or, or to, to, to do your own thing. So I guess it's still... They still have some little shops in there, but it's... I heard they're trying to turn like malls, like abandoned malls like that, into like nursing home facilities or like independent living homes facilities. Yeah, they need to turn them into something because they're becoming an eyesore. Yeah, they are. I mean, like even like the Boulevard Mall is looking really rough. All right, one more story, and then we'll get into our we'll get into our sports topics because believe it or not, this is a sports podcast, but we're going off the rails today. But whatever. It, hey, it's stories in in the uh, in the, the the title too these are stories the sidelines they're they're just different sidelines exactly. different sidelines stories they're life sidelines it's life's sidelines but when you talk about abandoned stuff um and i was just watching this on amazon um about the uh, six flags uh jazzland in new orleans um where it was uh it was basically it, it was a theme park like a, a six flags theme park it was basically abandoned after the, uh, the the Hurricane Katrina, oh, was storm. it like ruined? Yeah, well, it wasn't even that it was. Ru- I mean, it was totaled. It was. It was uh, the amusement park itself was like a little lower than the ground, so it was it was covered with water, probably like five, six, seven feet of water. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was destroyed. But they just it got it closed back in two thousand six, um, and it was just left like. Just you know, there. just there. Like I guess Six Flags later on when they went bankrupt in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, they uh, they came in and they take they took out whatever they could. Like some of the rides, they left the structures there, but the rides itself, like the the carts and stuff, whatever they can take away and maybe sell later or whatever. But there's still structures there. There's still the uh, I don't know if you remember like driving by um, Fantasy Island yeah. when that was uh, you know looking rough, looking rough. Supposedly they're bringing back that next summer. But it was just so interesting, like that you you look in there and you can tell kids would go in there and vandalize it. There's a phone um, number for it. Uh, it was a great documentary. Closed for the storm. Um, oh, it looks sick. Yeah, like it was. I guess it was really. It was like really good, and it it was it was opened in two. It was built in two thousand two or two thousand. It was called Jazzland. It had been operated for a year or two. Then Six Flags came and bought it out. Um, they pumped in a whole lot of money to it, really built it up. And then they were going to build a, a water park onto it. But the water park came a little too fast. Yeah. Um, wow, this one shows it completely underwater. Yeah. It was, I'm telling you, yeah. It because they're they're they had like a dam system or whatever to pump it out, yeah, and it just broke. That's completely underwater. If anybody's looking for a good documentary, closed for the storm Where on did you Amazon. Say you saw? On Amazon. On Amazon. It, it kind of reminds me. Sorry, continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of like that. Uh, did you ever watch like the Chernobyl one documentary? 
No. There's in Chernobyl, like when that whole thing happened, apparently like, there was like supposed to be like a festival of some sort and you can see like an abandoned like Ferris wheel, bumper cars, stuff like that. Yeah. Like but well, that one's like a little more eerie. I was gonna say. No that, one, that I, one I could see that being a little more That one gives you like ghost vibes. Yeah. No, but this one it was it's sad. I guess the latest, uh, I was doing a little, because the, the, the movie stopped, I think, in it, it takes it up to date of 2020, maybe 2021. Um, but supposedly, it, uh, there's been a numerous projects where they tried to you know, buy it, do something with it. They've been shot down or failed or whatever, um, or never, never took it off the ground. But uh, supposedly, there's um, a group in there that's going to, reopen or like reopen the amusement park um build a sports complex in there a stem center for education so they're supposed to be doing uh, a whole lot of stuff in it what money i uh, billionaires or millionaires or people with way more investment groups with way more money Can than we'll I, ever have i mean s- turning this in, into some sort of sport related stuff um you ever see like pictures of, like mike tyson's like abandoned house like mansion and stuff i think it's in ohio he has a mansion in. They have mansions in Ohio. Well, Mike Tyson did, and it's abandoned. And you can like see like it was abandoned in the '90s, so it has like a '90s vibe. But, like you can see like the tiger cages in the back where he used to That's keep fantastic. tigers. Yeah, like look up pictures and stuff. Like he's like he's made a pretty good comeback financially. I'd say I don't think he's ever gotten to the point where what was he over three, four hundred million, five hundred, whatever ungodly a, amount. I mean. He's not hurting for money, I don't think, anymore. No, but I mean, as soon as they get, like, into that, like, kind of demographic, low, like, maybe, like, low millions is financial burden to them. But, I mean, like, he made enough money off of the um, Roy Jones Jr. fight, I feel. Yeah, I feel like that was at least at least seven-figure payday. Oh, yeah, he also made, like, cameos and movies and stuff. And he That's did, what I mean. Didn't he do, like, commercials? yeah. He did a uh, that what was it one of the one of the Friars Club roast or Comedy yeah. Central roast? Yeah, he's fine, but like it's cool looking at his like what a young Mike Tyson liked in the in the what he, he was boxing in the nineties. Oh yeah, he was big in I'd say like mid mid eighties, but ninety early nineties. It was eighties vibe too. Yeah, like the t- like the really boxed TVs like in the wall with shack carpeting on the walls. Gross. Still one of the best video games ever, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Never played it. Oh my god, that is that way before your time, but that was one of the best. Well, they remade Punch Out for the Wii. Did they really? Yes. Oh, I might have to buy a Wii just to play that. That uh, is fantastic. And like for the most part, they keep most of the characters. Okay. Yeah. So Bald Bull, uh, Glass Joe, yep. uh, something Flamingo, Don Flamingo. Yeah. Um, all those characters, like the big hippo guy, King Hippo, King Hippo. Yeah, they have all all the disco dude. They subbed. Oh some yeah, out. they subbed. Well, some disco out. dude. I don't remember the disco dude. Well, that one might be a sub, but most of them, like Glass Joe is like the first one you fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, the was there like a bear hugger guy? It was like a big lumberjack. I don't remember that. I remember there was some. Uh, there was. He, I mean, no, I remember, like I said, the only ones I remember, Don Flamingo, Glass Joe, King Hippo. There was some, uh, some Sandman. 
I think it was a Sandman or something. Yeah, something like that. Bald I, Bull. Yeah. I think Bald Bull was... I think he was the guy you fought before you fought Tyson. Maybe. But... I, I don't I don't know. I love it. Good old... Good old... Uh, good old Mike Tyson. Good old... Uh, what is it? 16-bit video games? 64-bit video games? Did it come out on the 64? It came out on a Nintendo. Whatever Nintendo was. It was Nintendo 16 or 64. Or 32. There was no... No, there was no 16, 32. It was always just 64. Even like the regular, the original Nintendo? It was just Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a Super Nintendo. No, but there was an original Nintendo before that. Oh, there was just a Nintendo. Yeah. Not like 16, 32, 64. No. 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 64, I don't know why it's called 64. I don't know. 64-bit. It was in 3D. What was in 3D? The Nintendo 64 was the first 3D Nintendo. Oh, I don't know. Mario 64? Yeah, but I thought that was when it came out in... I don't know. Then I have no idea what the 64 is. The 64 is the one with like the W, con- the, the M controller, whereas like the two handles and the one in the middle... Yeah, but I mean like the bit of the TV is what I'm saying, like the, the graphics. Oh, well... <laughs> I was like trying <laughs> That's to... That's what I'm saying with the graphics. That's I was... why I think it was Nintendo 64, because it was 64-bit graphics. Right, but Mike Tyson Punch-Out was 2D. Yeah, it came out on the original Nintendo. Right. It didn't come out with the 64. No. You can't play it on the 64. No, unless they made a version of it. I don't know. I no. don't think they did. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you now. Jeez, Larry. <laughs> All right, we're going to switch from that. Now, we were talking a little bit before this uh, about possible topics today. Um, That was a long coming in hot segment. We came in hot for 40 minutes, but we're going to come in. uh, We're going to switch gears here. 40 minutes, and we got 20 minutes to actually talk about something. (laughs) That's right. We came in blazing on that one. Um, Stuff that you've run across as either a player or a coach that you felt other teams did that just was like, listen, that's just dirty. That's just, you, you just, why? Um, I was sharing the story um, about a team that uh, it was, um, I had to fill in for a game um, with our good friend, Megan, Megan Doyle. Uh, we haven't had her on in a while. We got to get her back. I haven't talked to her. It's getting close to lacrosse season, so we'll get her back. But, um, I filled in, uh, she was the coach for uh, the JV team. I filled in for her for a game. Um, so I uh, dropped, came in, uh, dropped down and did a JV game and then ran over and did the varsity game with Jamie later on. And the team that we were playing, um, Megan's team, the JV team, we were low on numbers between injuries, between um, uh people who just uh, couldn't make it anymore, but a lot of injuries at your varsity and JV. Anyways, we had, um, before Megan set it up where we, she only thought she was going to have nine kids. So she made an agreement with the other coach to go nine V nine, which is fine. I've, I've had to do that before with a couple other different schools. Um, you know, it, it's, you come to an agreement, it's, it happens, especially at the JV level. Varsity level really doesn't seem to happen, really shouldn't happen. But at the JV modified level, it happens every now and then. So um, when I got there, two, uh, there were two more girls that uh, showed up that weren't supposed to show up. So we had 11. Um, 
the other coach, uh, you know, decided that we could play 11 on 11. Okay, it'd be nice to play 9v9. The fact that I could still have two subs, but whatever, it's soccer. You got to do an 11 on 11, I guess, if you have it. So we go up 3 nothing. I think they score one. So it's maybe 3 nothing or 3-1 at halftime. And uh, one of my girls at the end of the half got hurt. Uh, another girl had uh, something come up, a little bit of a, a family thing, and she had to leave. So I go down. I have nine. Just mention it to the other coach. You know, coach, if you want to go back to nine on nine, um, the nine on nine agreement, that's fine. You know, we have uh, we're down to nine players. Now I've been into that where if another if another team gets an injury, if another team goes, you know, has to play ten, has to play nine, just me, I'll drop another girl off. I'll drop two girls off. I'm not that type of guy where I'm going to see, I don't care if the team is better than us, if we're winning, losing, whatever. If somebody has to go down to nine players, ten players, I pull that off. That's just me. There's no written rule that says you have to do it. Anybody can do it. That coach apparently did not want to do it. So we played two men down for an entire second half. Um, We only gave up one goal. We still clung on. And actually, I think we scored one. I think we made made it four to two. We scored late, but we, we hung on to win four to two. And just after the game, it was... You know, you go, you shake hands, nice game, nice game. In your mind, you have a few choice words that you want to say, but you just smile, shake hands, turn, go away. You celebrate with the kids. Now, these were these were the JV girls. I haven't seen these. This was probably we're, we're already eight, nine games into the season, maybe 10 games into the season. So towards the end of the season, um, the last time I saw these girls were at varsity tryouts, um, and it was um, – it was one of the actually it was halfway in the halfway into the season. We ended up calling up a couple of those girls because I got a good look at them playing, and I believe it was their first win of the season. Wow! Um, so they were super excited for that, and um, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. Not only that, um, and I don't know if you remember when uh, when Tank and, and Lola and oh, yeah, yeah. Lola Gianna Maria were all on. Uh, this was Lola. This was Tank's first time seeing me. And she said a lot of the girls were apparently very afraid of me after that game because I was doing a lot of screaming, yelling, nothing mean, but just, just getting into, you know, getting everybody fired up. And for me, it was, it was fun. I love those type of games. I love those type of games. It was a little dirty by the other team. You know, I don't want to say dirty, a little classless, but it is what it is. I mean, for me though, it made, it made the win just that much sweeter true it made the win that much sweeter but like you know what fine whatever if you would have gone down a nine and nine i'm convinced we would have beat you by seven it's unfortunate it's unfortunate but it is what it is um i'm sure you've run across that whether as as a player as a coach do you have anything where a team you just look back and it like you know what that was really that was really dirty yeah i played a team (laughs) last week that did that for soccer yeah what happened? We were, we were, it was this guy who was like standing, he was like my guy for a while. And, um, he just had 
they kind of like that. Where are you going? Get a drink. You have a drink. I finished my orangina. <laughs> finished my orange tea. You said that so definitely. Um, but uh, anyways, ooh, man, this is really loud. Um. Uh. Anyways, he was standing there. He didn't even like take his jacket off. I don't care. It's cold in there. He has a backwards hat on, and he's playing. Uh, okay, and he's the kind of guy. Soccer with a back backwards hat. Yeah. Um. He was a t- typical d bag, um, and he wasn't even like, like he himself was just barking out orders really, and then acting annoyed when stuff wouldn't go his way. And apparently, like when he was going into the box and stuff, like he'd slap people. Like you can like physically like see marks on like people like, on, on like hand slap them like yeah yeah like like jumping up for like it got to the point where like the the our defenders would go over to the refs and be like look like this is you can see his handprint on my arm like how do you not hear that yeah exactly and he was such a like he was such an a hole that like he would jump up for like headers and stuff and take the hat off and hold it and then hit it and then put the hat back on i was like i want to i wanted to punch him so bad first of all who plays soccer this guy with the hat on this guy like like Shouldn't the referee have said, hey, dude, take your hat off? Like, that's, to me, that's that's just unheard of. Well, this ref didn't like us. So, anyways. anyways now, I was this a young kid? No. He was probably, like, in his late 20s. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So, it's bad enough. Anyways, we finally... Like we're fighting back. It's it's a it's a decent game for the most part, going back and forth. Um, I think it was like three to two, or it was like four to four to three. It was down. We were down by one, and Chris, my buddy, you know who you met, was like he, this. It got to the point where like the guy was like he took his jacket off because like he I guess took us as an actual like opponent, but he still had the hat on, and um, like he actually started like doing a lot more. And really trying to like play dirty, and Chris <laughs> kind of moved back and was playing with it, like like outskilling him, and he got so bad that like he this dude, the hat dude, got so mad um, that he like wound up and like just kicked Chris in the ankles rather than the ball, like and like from behind too. So it wasn't like he was going forward at the ball. Clearly, it was at the end. Chris went up. In the air, because he swept the both feet under so him. So he like MMA kicked him. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it was bad. And the Chris obviously went down to the ground, and I was on the other side of the field, and I ran over, and we we're we we're pleading to the rest. We're like, dude, get like that was a militia intent. Like that's that's a card. And he just looks at the refs and does this does this crap. Like like like, like what what me? What? And then he's just standing over the dude. Uh, over over my teammate who he kicked on the ground and his 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 one bro on his team was like hey man you better hurry up the clock's still ticking and i was like can you not see that there's like an injury here so it gets to the point i was like okay we're not gonna win this game so he has the ball and next thing he knows i'm slide tackling him 
have, like I, I come in full force, not even going for the ball, and I hit him hard. Like I go down and I hit him hard. That's my boy. And I was just like, and like I get a, I get a call, like I get a foul on me and everything like that. And he was, and I was just like, I don't care. Like I know what I was doing here. And it's just like it, it. I hate it's because half of their, their team wasn't even bad. Like I went over and like I shook hands with the goalie. Like I was like joking around with them. Like it's just people like that can ruin an entire team. Now, did you shake hands with him? Oh no. Oh no! I was gonna say there are very few people, but I've I've had opponents where you just you go down the line, nice game, nice game. You don't necessarily do the the no shake, but you kind of give them the stare down. Oh, I and just I didn't even do that. I walked right by them. Like we we didn't like you. We don't do like lineups and like shake hands and stuff because we're adults. We kind of just like go on the field and like. But um, I I after slide tackling him. Like the 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 play ended and the 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 call the 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 game was called, and I walked straight right by him. Like, go and he. I don't think anybody shook his hand on our team. We were so done with it. No, and it's it's like you said, it's one of those games. It's bad enough if it happens at like a high school game, a college game, uh, a professional game, yeah. where it's bad enough. I mean, it it at that point you're playing for. You're playing for something. You're playing, you know, in high school, you're playing for sectionals. You're playing for state titles, whatever. College, same thing. Pros, you're obviously playing for championships. It's a rec league. Not to say that there aren't a lot of rec leagues and a lot of sports that are competitive, that are super competitive. So, but to go out there and just blatantly be dirty, blatantly try to chop somebody's leg out underneath them, you know, and you got to look at it in those leagues too. I mean... If you get hurt in high school, if you get hurt in college, if you get hurt, well, if you get hurt in college or the pros, you've got trainers, you've got, you know, medical, if you get, if you get hurt in a rec league and you've got to miss a day or two of work or a young kid who doesn't have insurance, you know, break something that's, you know, that's, that's big time bucks. Like Chris even told me, and I'm not trying to say like, I'm not saying that he's weak at all, but like he told me like, as soon as we got to the car, he was like, it's a good thing you drove. Cause like, I can't drive. Like, yeah. like I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Cause it, it like, it was like, he got him like right here, right? Like full kick. It wasn't like a little swipe. It was back leg, like kick. And it's it ruins it ruins the, the the viewpoint of the other team. You're just like, I don't want to hate certain people on that team because they did absolutely nothing wrong to me. But since you associate and you're on a team with this d bag, I don't like you. Yeah, it's like why are you gotta play so dirty. Yeah, and it's and when it comes to dirty, there's a different there's a different there's a different thing. At least for me, like you get you get some some teams. Where you get the guy who's just clearly way too good to be on a a rec league, and they know they're way too good to be on that rec league, and they just go out and try to embarrass the other team, whether they're dribbling through five or six players, whatever. Yeah. That's, but you know what? At least they're playing. They're playing fairly. The sport. They're playing the game. Whatever. The fact that they're so much better than you. Hey, it's. If they wanted to be at that low-level competition, that's fine. But to be that uber D-bag where you've got to go out there and you've got to just play dirty, 
where you've just got to hurt people where, and I don't, was this guy, would you say this guy was all that talented or just a decent soccer player who was dirty as hell? He was a decent soccer player, but, and, and, you know, as, like I said, like, I think for the most part, he kind of just wrote us off and then we, we were, you know, scoring goals and making it a game. So, okay, I'm going to take my jacket off, but not my hat. Cause I got to represent my team. Um, it wasn't even a soccer team. Um, and then, and then starts like slapping people. And then when he finally is like getting up showed, he's like, I can't have this. So boom, I have to take the guy out instead. See, if I was on, I would have, um, and I'm, 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 I'm not a, <laughs> I guess I've been told before that sometimes I can be, I can be a hothead when it comes to that stuff, but I'm absolutely running over I don't care if I get kicked out of the league for a while. I'm running over and taking that guy out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you that I'm gonna sit there on the ground and start ground and pounding and beating the crap out of that dude. Um, because that's you know it's it's at least for me it's not gonna get to the point where oh my god we got to call the cops. I'm not getting in a fight with the guy, yeah. but I'm absolutely going over there and just obliterating like you did on the slide tackle. I'm obliterating him and taking him down with a check. It's ridiculous. Like, it's it was midnight on a Wednesday. Why? Like, uh, nobody wants to go and get hurt. They just want to go and go home and go to bed. Now, speaking of that, it it made me think when we were talking about checking or whatever. That do you think that's what? And I know that nowadays in hockey, it's um. We've got to crack down on big hits. We've got to crack down on fighting. We've got to crack down on this. But if you look back in the 80s, back in the 90s, when they had the enforcers out there, when they had the Marty McSorley's, when they had the Rob Ray's, the Barnaby's, um, the, the Tony Twists of the world, the Bob Probert's, there was less concussions. There was less head injuries. There was less injuries. Superstars were had prolonged careers because as if you were going to cause trouble that night, if you were going to take a run at Gretzky, you knew you were going to have to deal with McSorley where he would come and he would, whether you were on the bench or not, he would beat you down for even breathing on Gretzky. And you, you just, you didn't take, you didn't take liberties where nowadays, even in, even in uh, the NHL, you have players that, They'll take liberties with even the superstars like Crosby, Ovechkin. They'll take a run at those guys. They'll and there's nobody. They'll they're taking more and more liberties because there's they know. All right, I might get in a shoving in a shoving match with one guy, but you know what? I just took your starting guy out for the game. It's so yeah. It's it's. I don't. Certain sports are very violent just by nature. Hockey, you always could anticipate a fight. I remember as a kid growing up, like just knowing that hockey was fast, goal scoring, and fights. That's all I knew. Like, and and I go to hockey games now, and like as soon as somebody shoves like each other five times, the refs like come in and just like, no, 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 we're not. Back in the nineties, the refs would the refs would just. Push they other would, people away. They would back off. They'd run security until the guys either 
were bear hugging each other and like tired out or somebody fell to the ice yeah. and then they'd come in like an MMA stoppage. Nope. Get away. Yeah. Move away. It's it's it's. And even like the enforcers themselves, most of the time, if an enforcer was going against another enforcer, they're just kind of going after each other. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And with that going on, I feel like it took most of like the other like opportunities like, hey, we're going to like hit like our star players like well, no everybody else was actually playing the game while these two guys were basically getting paid to beat each other it was mma <laughs> it was like paid fighting on ice well they would even say like uh uh earlier middle of his career rob ray barnaby a lot of those guys they would box like they would do boxing uh classes part of as part of their training not classing but they would they would hit the heavy bag yeah because they knew the five minutes that they were getting of ice time a night They'd probably have to fight at least once. I mean, coaches actually just would put people out there for that specific reason. Oh, absolutely. They'll be like, you see that guy right there? Yeah, go fight him. Yep. As soon as they got on the ice, they're like, they don't even play the game. They just go initiate the fight. And it's like the movie Goon. Yeah, which I love that movie. I didn't like the second one. I didn't like Goon 2. The first one was great, though. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. And it was it was the life of the enforcer, where especially if you're down, if a team scores two goals, hey, we need you to go spark the crowd. We need you to spark the team. Go start with a fight. And these guys, they'd even talk to each other. Like they'd skate around. Like, dude, I gotta drop it. All right, let's go. Well, it's it's it, again, it's uh, like Goon and another movie. I can't remember what it was, but like people would be sitting in like the the penalty box. They're like, we're like we're gonna fight after this, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna fight. And yeah. Like they'd wait, and then as soon as they get out, like they'd look at the rest, like we're gonna fight now. And the rest are like, okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, go for it. And then you'd see the big brawls, especially the face-off, where they're not even looking at the puck. They're looking at each other. The second the puck drop, off comes the glove, off comes the stick. Oh, it's just... dude, that was the best when you'd watch it on like on TV, and all of a sudden you see like the like, mm-hmm. the gloves go out. You're like, ah, oh, somebody's about to start bleeding. And the announcers would know it. Like the announcers would tell you, look at Ray and Probert. They're they're just ready to go. They're gonna go. They're they're skating by each other. They're chirping. They're gonna go. They're gonna go. And sure enough. Puck drops, boom. I think my favorite was when goalies would get into it. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like if one person like was picking on like the defender, the goalie just came out of nowhere and just throws the club. And at that point, you're just like, now nah, this is going to be really good. And if goalie was fighting goalie, that was like the holy grail. <laughs> now, thinking of soccer, like, do you think soccer should have something like that with Maybe not fighting, maybe not all out brawling, because it is different, I guess, fighting on ice and fighting on, you know, when you've, you're standing. But do sports like that, do soccer, does soccer need almost an enforcer? I mean, lacrosse need, well, like, lacrosse is intense no matter what. Very true. But if you had players like that, where if you knew, hey, if I'm going to take a cheap shot on Chris, somebody else is going to come beat the mess out of me, and they're only going to get a five-minute penalty, or they're only going to get a yellow card, or they're, uh, whatever, my team is only going to get a, maybe a PK would or a free be, kick. Would that be a yellow, or would that just be a straight red? Fighting? Yeah. Oh, fighting straight red. Yeah, I was going to say. But I'm just saying, if they if they oh, allowed, oh, okay, if they, okay, if they okay. gave a little leeway yeah. in it, instead of going to a straight red. Oh, you're talking fighting, you're talking straight red, and probably in high school, I think it's at least a three- Game suspension, maybe yeah, more. I was going to say. Um, I just remember a video of, like, I don't know what team it was. Um, but, like, somebody 
There was like a scrub in the in the eighteen eighteen yard box. Uh, I don't like the keeper went out for the ball and somebody like kicked the, after like the keeper had the ball, which you're not supposed to do. Um, and all of a sudden, you just see somebody from like behind, like straight up run and drop kick the guy kicking their goalkeeper. Obviously, obviously, like he's doing, like he he's standing up for his goalkeeper and stuff. That's a straight right. Like he got kicked out straight. Right. I was gonna say he better have, but I mean. In the sense, like, he was the enforcer. He was like, if you're going to keep kicking at my goalkeeper when he clearly has the ball, I'm going to drop kick you with my cleats in your back. Yeah. But, I mean, and... and I think, I think it's necessary. And, no, I'm not advocating that there should be fights in soccer, so I don't want to get the emails. There should, no, I'm not advocating. But should there be a little bit more leniency on, like, in a soccer game, if I start pushing and shoving, more than likely, I'm getting at minimum... Of a yellow, yeah, which is sometimes you get the referee where the second I push somebody, he could get you know card happy and give me an instant red. But if I'm going there pushing that guy away or shoving that guy or letting that guy know, hey, you just took out my player illegally, you can't get away with that. And all of a sudden, he didn't get the call, but I got a red because I'm standing up for my teammates. That's like a a win win for the guy being a dirty player. Yeah, I I. Soccer especially is a sport that's like really, really like you can get a yellow for breathing on somebody wrong. You can get a yellow for saying that if you if you talk to a ref and tell him that call is garbage, they could give you not swear, but just that call is garbage, sir. I dis. You can get some refs who will that that, yellow. Hap- that happened to us on Wednesday. You got a yellow? Or- I, didn't, I didn't get a yellow, but earlier. Um, beforehand, another girl, like another person, collided with one of the defenders, and it was a little rough. But I don't think it was a hundred percent intended, like intentional. But his knee went kind of like into her her leg, like at a like at a point, and it like kind of pushed. Things. So it hurt her, and she went down. And you know the play stopped and stuff. But like the ref was just like making it. A, a foul on us rather than on the other person, which she, it, she was the defender. He was the attacker and she ran into, or he ran into her and she got up and obviously she's hurt. And like, she has kind of like, she's having emotionals and stuff. And she was like, ref, that call is crap. And like an instant yellow, instant yellow. Granted, he is the ref that does not like us, but like, again, it's so easy. To, it's let, there be like if, if there's like a corner or something in the box for said let there be some pushing let there be some shoving i'm not saying like drag them to the ground but like th- it, it would promote people to get huge because like just start really pushing people like use your body weight well even in high school playing we were in high school travel we were always told especially on a on a on a set piece that's near the box or a corner kick um if somebody goes on your goaltender and you'll have that forward that'll go right in front of your goaltender, as a defender, as a midfielder, you get that person by any means necessary off your goaltender. That means you're shouldering them, you're body checking them, you're just walking them away or whatever. Now, granted, I was skinny as hell in high school, five five, five six. Um, I still think I'm five seven, but maybe like, you know, a buck fifteen, a buck twenty soaking wet. But I'm going up to these guys. I knew that if if I had to, I'm 
hip-checking these guys out of the way. I'm getting them off my goaltender. If my goaltender has got to move, and in fact, Rob Udy was my goaltender um, in, in soccer in high school. If he moved, I made sure this guy wasn't moving with him. All right, for, I don't care if I had to stand my ground and two-hand him off you. And a lot of the times, the referees wouldn't make a call, but if you got a little too aggressive with uh, the forward or the defender trying to get him off your goaltender, the most the referees ever in our day would just walk over, hey, guys, ease up a little bit. We really wouldn't, but I think the ref just did it to do whatever he had to do. Nowadays... If you're doing anything like that, like if you go just to get that player off, you'll get referees that will go over and some will give yellows. Some will give you that stern warning. Hey, do it again and you're out of this game. And it's just, I'm, it's, uh, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to sit here and let this guy screen my goaltender. Or if the goaltender moves, the forward's allowed to move. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But like you said, when it comes to cards, there really seems to be with, – with one thing I hate about soccer is there really seems to be no rhyme or reason a lot of times for yellow cards. Yeah. It's very it's very subjective. It's very much where if you get a referee who doesn't care, you could do whatever you want, borderline just going up and punching somebody or like your guy, kicking somebody, slapping somebody, and they're not going to get a card. But then you get a referee where if you breathe wrong – you're getting thrown out of the game or if you make the wrong comment. And that's the one thing that I always found um, horrible about the game. Now, granted, in the higher levels in college and in pros, it gets a little bit better. There is a little more um, uniformity, I guess, to it. But you still get that referee who wants to have that power trip and wants to let it know that I can kick you out whenever I want to. And I think that also, like speaks to how easy it is to get a card that leads to like people diving a lot because they know that like all they got to do is like sell it just a little to get that card because it takes so little to get a card if you take away that easiness to like give away a card you're going to stop all these people from like flying all over the place yep because they'll know they're like I mean, they won't call that because like this, this, and this. And, like if I hit, say if I go for the ball and I'm, if my both feet just touch the ball and don't touch the person, but I'm just strong enough to push them down myself, that shouldn't be a card. It's a 50-50 ball. It, I, exactly. I didn't kick their legs. Nope. I didn't kick at their feet. I took the ball cleanly and just my body weight is more to push them down. I didn't even drag them down. Nope. That shouldn't be a call, but I've been called on that plenty of times. Oh, yeah. And we've, and a lot of times, especially if for whatever reason in high school, especially if it's a bigger player against a smaller player. Yeah. And if that bigger player, even if they go clean 50 50 with that ball, even if they stop it the way that every single coach teaches a defender to do it correctly, legally, cleanly, where you're hitting all ball, but if that smaller player, flies 10, 15 yards over the ball or falls down, you better believe nine times out of 10, the whistle is blowing. If it's really bad, a yellow card is coming, but usually a free kick is coming the other way. And that drives me nuts as a player, but more as a coach where you're especially, you're teaching the kid, sir, they're doing it. 
by the book cleanly. The other person fell and got hurt. That's unfortunate. It's not a dirty play. And in fact, I don't remember if I sold this story, but um, my first year coaching, um, we were we were playing a team. It was one of those games where you knew in the first five minutes you did not have good referees. Yeah, like you knew it was going to be one of those games that they let everything go. It was it was zero zero. Think beginning of the second half, and my girl came down with the ball, with the ball. She goes down, a defender comes in and takes her legs out. My girl falls down, the whistle blows. I'm at the sideline. Finally, he gives them the kick. I had never been more livid. I like started walking out of the field, like, excuse me, sir, what's the call? Like, probably said a little louder than that, but and his justification was that because my girl had the ball, she had to get out of the way of the defender because she had control of the ball, which made zero sense. I'm at this guy, like, I'm right in, and then this guy's like, excuse what? So my girl has the ball. She got knocked down, and the defender knocked her down, not by going 50-50. Right. But by taking her legs out, it was my girl's fault for being at the wrong place in the wrong time. I was yelling at this referee so loud that my captain had to bear hug me, pick me up, and walk me back to the sideline. Like, I'm probably, I don't know, 10 yards off the sideline. She literally, like, bear hugged me, turned me around, and started walking. I'm looking back doing one of the things where I'm over my shoulder still yelling at the referee. I... Probably should have gotten at least a yellow, but didn't get anything. But I was just absolutely livid, and I hate referees like that. That at that point, and I and the girl came up to me, Coach, what did I do? Like you did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like you did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And stuff like that just it's it's horrible. Yeah, it ruins the game. It ruins the game. Not only that, but it just it. You- it ruins it ruins everything. Yeah. I mean, the kid. You know what what what's the kid gonna do? What's the athlete's gonna do? What's the lesson for the athlete? Yeah, like I like, and then it makes it hard for us coaches to be like, I don't I, I like I coached you correctly. It's not like yeah. like you didn't do anything wrong. I don't know how else to coach you yeah. except don't touch people at all. That was one of the few referees where you know usually as a coach you know you'll shake hands with the teammates. And then usually you go you up go to the referee, the refs, yeah. good game, good game. I did when I went up to neither of those referees. This is like, hey, buddy. I just, good game, good game, shook the other coach's hand, and I just went to the sideline. What kind of co- what kind of car do you drive? I, uh, I was not happy. Didn't say any words to him. Didn't say it. Just, nope, not going to. And uh, it was, I've still had that referee believe it or not, from time to time. I'll still see him in some of the games. Don't know if he remembers me or not. But um, every time I'll just, it's its one of those, you don't tell your players again, but in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, we're, we're there's going to be a lot of dirty stuff here. Or, or this game is going to get very chippy very fast because a referee is not going to take control of this game. Yep. And it's a shame 
because there's a lot of games. And I'm not saying every time a game gets out of hand or gets dirty, it's the referee's fault because there's not. I mean, there are some there are some teams, there are some rivalries that no matter how strong of a referee you have, it's going to be chippy. It's going to be there's going to be a lot of chirping out there and there's probably going to be some shoving matches, some dirty tactics. But if you have a weak referee who doesn't want to call anything, it's going not only is it going to get out of hand fast, but it's going to somebody is going to get hurt badly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I I would have loved to get into scrap. Like there there would have been nothing better than me to tackle this man. <laughs> And take his stupid hat off, and then beat the ever living crap out of him, just for everything. <laughs> and then just put the hat on his head, but forward, and then leave. But I went the better route, and I slide tackled him and got a foul because you're not allowed to slide tackle in that league. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was all about slide tackling, which that's one. That's another another um, skill that seems like it's not coached nowadays. But and a lot of kids don't know how, how to slide. do a proper slide tackle. I wasn't taught either. I think I was taught more from like baseball sliding into bases. Did you say from spaceball or baseball? Baseball. I thought you said spaceball. I thought you were talking about the movie Spaceballs. No. I was like, wait, what? Not a great movie, but no, great movie. Um. True. When I was growing up in travel, I think, I don't know, U10, U11, um, we were taught, you know, we didn't spend hours on it, but we were taught by our coaches how to properly slide tackle, no slide tackling from behind, have to make sure you hit the ball, no coming in cleats up. Um, We were taught how to do a proper slide tackle. And you can tell right away from the kids that know it's, know how to do a proper slide tackle instead of just coming in cleat high, coming in from behind, whatever. Right. Not to say that I never came from behind and slide tackled, but you, you do it every now and then. Uh, neither did I ever slide tackle with my cleats up. I mean, I, I usually never... I'd like, to, I'd like to think I never did cleat up. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I Well, did. so, like, the thing was, like, I never really slide tackled in soccer anyways. The only sliding I ever did was mostly in baseball. And when they teach you in baseball, you play baseball, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my sport. I think I stopped it. Well, I definitely stopped at Little League. I think, I don't know, majors or whatever it's called in Little League. Yeah, well, like nine or like 10, 11. Wherever they like teach you how to slide tackle, they don't, they kind of, they like, you send your foot out. Don't do like your cleats up, but like, you don't get penalties in, in baseball. Like, so if I slide tackle and I hit somebody in the foot who's covering the base with my cleat, you know, I won't get it. Yeah, I was going to say, even cleat up, because that could, that could hurt. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't get in trouble for it. I'd no, I, it's, just consider it's one of those unwritten rules. Right, right. So, anyways, like, so that would happen, and then um, I guess like whenever I would slide tackle in soccer, I instinctively kind of like did it with my cleat out. Um, I never got in trouble for it except for last week. <laughs> but that wasn't even for the cleats up; it was just slide tackling in general. And then it makes you look at like how like like quarterbacks in the NFL learn how to slide. 
like after like the first year, like clearly it shows. Like I played football the entire time. I don't know how to slide at all. But like you look at like Russell Wilson or somebody who played baseball, they clearly know how to slide like oh, yeah. instantly. It's like you just gotta get down, man. Um, I didn't even like sliding though. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. It was a big. I I loved it. In fact, there was nothing better than just timing out a perfect slide tackle. Whether you're taking the ball off their foot cleanly. Or whether you're, um, you know, blocking a shot or whatever, but uh, no, I I used to love it, especially as a midfielder, where I got so I was so good at it, I could slide tackle, get the ball from you, and literally pop right up and start dribbling. Just use the momentum. Yeah, I mean, it was there was for me that was that was just a thing of beauty. I just loved doing it, um, but it was, and not only that. Tell me what better part of a soccer game when it's muddy, when it's oh, yeah. rainy, and you're just slide sliding all over the place. Did you did you ever like were you ever like the one that I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but because but did you ever like get in like were you the one that would always like jump in front of like shots and stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes when I shouldn't have, but yeah. Um I would uh I wouldn't say I would like try to block every single shot, but I would definitely if it came down to it, I was I was jumping in there. I had no problem going in there and blocking a shot. Um sometimes you know, you go in there and you block a shot and you don't cover up certain areas quick enough and you get drilled in certain areas and that takes a little time to get up. Oh, I've never had that problem. Oh, I, I would jump oof. and use my back. I was never, I was always taught that, especially if you're going to go there, you don't want to turn your back to it. Because if you're jumping, if you're turning your back, they could fake the shot, they could get around you. Um, as a defender, I was always taught, too, that you really, you don't want to do so much jumping because once you're in the air, you can't change, you, you can't change direction. You're not going anywhere unless you're absolute certain. And I believe me, I had a coach that drilled it into yeah. me that don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Um, that was the same coach that drilled into me. I got called, or I took a dive once in a game. I don't know, maybe 10, 11. Um, I took a dive once in a game where the guy didn't clip my foot at all. But I went down, got the call, literally 30 seconds later got subbed out, like at the next possible chance. And my coach ripped me a new one. In fact, I think I got benched like for probably a good 15, 20 minutes after. Like ripped me a new one just telling me that's not how we play. That's not how I coach. That's dirty. That's disrespecting the game. That's this and that. And I learned from that time if I'm falling to the ground, it's because somebody's taking me out. Like I learned my lesson. And you know what? I think a lot more coaches should coach it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I know as an Italian, I know the Italians have that, uh, the reputation of being divers or where, you know, you touch them, they go down. It's like they've got, you know, it's like they got shot, they get the call and then miraculously they're back up and sprinting and running or they grab the knee or they grab the ankle. Yeah. But, like I've seen people do that in professional games um, just to kill time, and it annoys me. 
but see, it's not supposed to kill time because if it is an injury where they stop the injury time, there's supposed to be injury time added on. Well, so the 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 the, the instance I'm thinking of is I'm a big Toronto FC fan. Okay, big Toronto FC fan, and before the pandemic, I would try to go every year to watch a game. And it was a close game, and I think we were playing Vancouver. No, Vancouver's our rival. We were playing Montreal because it wasn't like it was a big game, but it wasn't that big. And um, they just they were up by one, and we needed a goal. And and these people would just like constantly go down and like really drawing out the clock. And it was like at like the eighty ninth minute, so like even into like extended time like they kept on dropping and like i i swear a person came out with a stretcher and then the guy was like they're like trying to put him on and stuff and then like i swear he like looked at the clock and then he was like no no i'm good i'm good like he waved him off and then he stood up and like maybe two seconds later the, the game was called like that was the most infuriating moment of my entire life is like people just playing like crap just to kill time oh yeah oh yeah and you get to that point where i mean don't get me wrong there were there were games whether it was high school or travel where it'd be the end of the game actually not so much high school because we were never trying to we were never trying to run out the clock (laughs) they were doing that (laughs) (laughs) but um there were times in travel where you know you get to the sideline you're up by one or two and you just drill the ball as far as you can out of bounds because you know it's going to take that person 15, 20, 30 seconds to go get the ball, another 10 seconds to get back in. You know you're killing probably a good 30 to 40 seconds, sometimes even a minute. You know, you might get a you might get warned by the referees. In fact, now I'm pretty sure they made a rule where if it's the last five minutes, every time the ball gets kicked out, you have to stop the clock right. in high school soccer. But it wasn't like that. And we, I mean, I'll be honest, I would, or I would, take a shot from like way outside the 18 with no chance to score, but every intention of putting that way past the net. I mean, I I'm, I'm all for like clearing the ball and stuff while it's in bounds. Like if, if it's, if you are trying to kill clock and stuff and like, I'm, if the ball's on my end, I'll drill it halfway. I'll drill it down the field. I'll keep it in play though. Like, I just don't want to be like, I won't kick it out. Or, like, in football, like, running the ball just to kill the clock. I don't have a problem with killing the clock as long as the game can continue being played. True. Well, do you have, then what about kneeling the ball down in football? Do you think they should get rid of that? Or should they force them to call plays? Or is that something, hey, I've dominated you all game long. There's a minute and a half left. You're out of timeouts. I've earned the right to do three nail downs and get the heck out of here. I think that's fine because, you know, especially like if the team is like using timeouts and then they're all out, like that's with all in the rules of the game. It's just like when people are just like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to the ball and we're going to just like pass it back and forth. Like the game's not even being played anymore. It's basically people just standing there waiting for the game to be over. Like I want stuff to still happen and I'm all for clearing it. Just, just keep it in bounds. Like let kids still have. A so chance. you're, so you're talking in soccer. Like if you just possess the ball in your own end, possess, 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 possess. You don't even like that. I mean, I'll like that's not my favorite thing to do. Granted, I'm usually never on 
the side that we get to do that. Um, if anything, I love when teams do that to me because when they kind of like are, oh, like we're just going to play pass instead. And then you just catch them like right in the middle of the pass. Oh yeah, you can you can get some nice breakaways off that. Oh, and then they're like, ah, so I like that, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's a little too cocky. Unless like the other team is just kind of standing there too, and you know that you're just like, okay, like nobody's doing anything here. Yeah, I mean, I've done that possession wise, like where you hold it, hold it. Usually, if you're up two or three, and there's like you know three four minutes left. Um, but yeah, if I if if we're only up one. You know the best the best way to uh, the best way to defend a one goal game one goal lead is to score another one. Yeah, and um, I mean I, I've had I've had moments where we've come back from being down one and scored a cheap one to tie it, or we've been up one and given up a cheap one and had them tie it. It's it's like you know if you're down if you're up by one and you keep playing the game and you you somehow end up losing the game. There's nobody to blame but yourself. Like, oh, for sure. Like, it, it's, it'd be like, you know what? We played the entire game. We were winning. We should have won, but we just got lazy, and and it, it paid for us. It, oh, it could, for sure. It could be a learning moment. For sure. The only game that I was pissed that it came down to the way it got down. Well, not, I shouldn't say the only game, but where we were, we were uh, tied zero zero. This was back when I was coaching boys modified at uh, Kenmore Middle. We were tied 0-0 playing against um, Blueport. They were undefeated coming into the game. We were undefeated coming into the game. Um, They got a, which was the worst call. Um, We got called for a slide tackle in the box. Again, all ball, totally legal. Should not have been a penalty. They score on a, on the PK. Game ends in a one nothing, one nothing decision. Like you said, you don't you you one play never decides a game, but at the same time, it's a play that shouldn't have happened. But you know what? It was probably the best thing for us because on the rebound when we played them the second time. It was the second to the last game of the season. They came in still undefeated. We came in with just that one loss. We blew them out for nothing. Finished the la- the next game und- like won the next game, and because goal differential, because they beat us by one, we beat them by four. We ended up winning. I guess there's not technically a modified title, yeah. But you know the coaches get together, whatever. That's kind of like an unwritten. So it was a learning. But I'll tell you what, though, my guys, and and I'll I'll run into some of them who played on that team every now and then, and we'll we'll talk. Now, most I mean, this is a number of years ago. They're all out of high school. In fact, I'm pretty sure that class would probably be, if they're not out of college yet, they're seniors in college. No, they've got to be way out of college by now. This happened a number of years. So yeah, they're all out of college by now. But um, it was. We had probably five, six more games left in the season. And um, the rest of the practices, the rest of those games, it was everything was get better to beat Luport. Yeah. Get better to beat Luport. 
this drill is to beat Luport. This game, we're not we're not coming up with a strategy against NT. We're running our defense in our formation that's going to beat Luport. We're not doing where everything was beat Luport. And I'll never forget at the end of the game, um, their coach. You know, we it was a nice guy. We had talked a number of times, and uh, he came over, shook my hand, and he was like, "Your guys were ready to play." And I just looked at him like, you're damn right we were. I was like, we were ready. I was like, and I told him, I was like, we were ready for this game six for six, five, whatever weeks ago it was. Yeah. I was like, we, we've been dying for this game. And it was, it was fantastic. It was a great game. And it was, it was one of those games where it was just, it was fun to be a part of. Um, and I was, I'm usually very vocal when I coach, but I don't think I ever talked, screamed, yelled, whatever, as much in a coaching a game than I did at that one. I mean, I think I had to take the next day off of work because my voice was gone. So nice. it was fantastic. I loved it. I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. All right, Matt, what do you say we get some uh, hot seat questions in here? Okay. All right. Question number one. Um, What's your favorite color? Favorite car? Color. Color? All right, we'll go with an easy one. Favorite color? Car can be a second. Ah, we got to do better than car. Didn't we already do favorite cars? No. All right. Favorite color? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to say a dark, like a, like a, like a forest green. Not like, not like a really light green, like a deep. Like a poop green? Not like a poop green. Um, Like a forest green. Darker than this? Yeah, darker than this couch. You know, like a... Not like a St. Patrick screen, like even darker. Yeah. Okay, I can I can kind of... Like, like, so like a forest screen. In oh. fact, I think that's what it's called. Like a pine tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We'll okay, go okay. pine tree. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? Uh, Probably like pink. Pink? Yeah. Like light pink or dark pink? Oh, uh, like this color pink. It's like a little light pink? Like a, like a neon. A neon pink? Yeah. All right, they say real men wear pink. I love pink. I used to wear pink every Wednesdays when I was in high school. Pink Wednesdays? Well, so there's a friend of mine who had a shirt that said, like, Pink Wednesdays or something. And our senior year, I just one day ended up, I was like, I'll wear pink with you on Wednesdays. And (laughs) and I just showed up and we'd wear pink on Wednesdays. I don't know. I like pink. Hey, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. I like the reactions people give me when I say that. Nothing wrong with it. I don't think I'm. It, I don't think I've ever like looked at somebody like walking down like, what's that color? Like whatever it you know you want to wear what you want to wear. Exactly. If it works with you, it works with you. If it works, say whatever. And again, I'm I'm no one to give fashion advice as I sit here. Yeah, Larry. As I sit here with my old Adidas sweatpants, crocs my Crocs socks. with socks. Um, I'm surprised Vicky let me leave the house with Crocs and socks on. Um, yeah, that's rough. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm not anyone. I'm in I'm in no position to give fashion <laughs> advice to anyone. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Question two. Favorite car? Sure. Um. You know what? I'm going to the DeLorean. You know the Back to the Future car. Mm-hmm. The DeLorean. I'm going to the DeLorean. It's a crap car. I always thought that would be. I, whatever, I don't care how it performs. I always thought that would be cool as hell. Have you seen one in real own. life? Uh, 
just like you know they uh, at the car show. I think one year they it, they had like a DeLorean there. I've seen two. You've seen two. Yeah. Where did you see two DeLoreans? One in Buffalo. Was that at the car show or no, just, just on the street? Somebody actually driving it? Uh, both times were on the street. Once was in Geneseo. That's fantastic. I've like, not seen them driven. I was like, people driving Didn't they come out with a new edition in, in the 2000s at some point? I don't know. I thought like, they, they was only made for like a couple of years. Oh, yeah. They weren't, they weren't very long. No, they weren't. Supposedly, they're very rare to find. They are. But like, I thought, I thought they came them. out... I thought they came out with a newer version in like the 2000s or something, like a limited edition. Yeah, or That goes over 88 miles per hour. <laughs> but no, I always thought that would be, a again, DeLorean. I don't care performance-wise. I don't care whatever. I always thought that would be cool as heck just because of the movie. I can't believe it's a DeLorean. Absolutely. I don't know. I like the VW Bugs. Not Bugs. I hate Bugs. Like the Volkswagen? The Volkswagen Vans. Like the big, like, like, like Scooby-Doo a, style vans? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, not. I would never drive one, but I think they look sick. They could come in handy. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're, I could see them, if you're like a travel a lot or do a lot of road, road trips or whatever, just. Van you know, life, man. I could see it. I could see it. I don't think I'd. I'm, I tell you what, I've driven like big vans and stuff like that. Not the not the VW vans, but big vans. Like, I'm not a fan of driving them. No, they're like driving boats. Oh yeah, they are. They are not fun at all. No. But because like I'm used to like not boats and they're boxy. Yeah, I, I don't like those 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 Kia ones though. Those box cars. Oh yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I was uh. I remember I test driven a Kia, I don't know, probably five, ten years ago. I was so disappointed test driving a Kia because I wanted, you know, they always have the, you know, they were always probably like, I don't know, three, four, five thousand dollars cheaper mm-hmm. and I'm cheap. So, you know, I'd always be like, oh, well, let me get the Kia version. Let me get the Kia version and just test drive. I forgot what car it was. And I'm just like, this has no pickup. This has no, like, this is just. I, I I can't do it. I can't do it. I just don't have the heart. But and I'm not a I'm not a big car guy, but I'm just like I, I just No, sometimes you just know you're just like this car sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh question three. Favorite now I don't know if you I don't know if you realize today is the forty second anniversary of Miracle on Ice. Yeah. So this question, that bring it up, favorite sporting moment that you can remember, like whatever, Bills, Sabres, baseball, whatever your team is, basketball, hockey, whatever, favorite sporting event that you can remember. doesn't have to be, if you were there, that's cool. If you just watched it at home, that's cool. Just like a a, a mem- won't, won't even go favorite, well memorable, like just a memorable moment that you can like that you'll never you're never gonna forget. Um, I could say like the Bills making the playoffs, but that's kind of like cliche. Um, but that definitely is a memorable. I guess when the Capitals finally beat 
the Penguins and advanced to the conference championships back in 20, 2018. Was uh, that the year they won the cup? Yeah. So as you know, the Washington Capitals were notorious for like leading the league most years and the regular season. Yeah, and usually President's Trophy winners. And then choking in the second round against the Penguins. Well, after that time, I'll never forget it. Ovechkin, like, scores a goal. I think I think it was Ovechkin. I'm pretty sure it was. He, he ended up scoring the winning goal at Pittsburgh, and he's sliding straight to the fans on the glass, having some choice words, and they're giving them the, they're giving him the only finger that matters. But like all of those Capitals fans are like, we broke the curse, we broke the curse. Like he's finally gonna get a ring because he, man, we haven't killed him yet. Props to him though for sticking with this team through all of that. Oh yeah, he looks like crap, by the way, from the amount of stress he's had to deal with. But I'm other than the Bills, that was pretty. Because I I texted my like friend who was like a Penguins fan. He was like, "You're gonna choke like every year," and I was like, "Not this year, not this year." Do you think he breaks Gretzky's record? Oh, I hope so. I think he's got a legit chance. I yeah. think I think he's. I think they say what he's on pace for like another three years, yeah. three seasons, and he'll do it. I think he's got it. I mean, he's showing no signs of slowing down. Oh no, at all. Nah, he especially now when they're not playing him at the Olympics and stuff, they have more time to rest. Yeah, I think he'll get it. And that was a record that I don't think anybody saw being anywhere coming anywhere near it. Maybe it's like one of Tom Brady's records someday. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. I do want to say that the time that the Bills, it wasn't even the Bills game. It was the uh, the Bengals game. Yeah. That was, I just remember. It was amazing. I never cheered so loud for a game. Um, and it was one of those things where it was fourth down and you're just, you're looking. Like, I remember I was I was watching it on the bed or in my bed uh, with Vicky. And um, it was one of those, it's fourth down, you're just. You're like, all right. You're you're hoping, but you're like, all right, whatever. It's it's the Bengals. It's even even watching the Dolph as the Bills were the Bills were beating the Dolphins when the game's still going on. You're checking the score on your phone, like, all right, there's maybe an outside shot. All right, maybe an outside shot. But just not only the fact that they, you're happy that they got the first down, and then you're just looking like, oh, he's going. Oh man, he's going. He's gonna score. Yeah. Like it was. I thought that was. That was just, you know, screw it. I'm going to say that that was my, that's my moment. That was awesome. I was in Baltimore when that happened. Were you really? Yeah, I was. I just, and the fact that the Ravens missed the playoffs because of that. Uh-huh. I was probably the only one happy. And I just remember thinking to myself, even during the next, because the, uh, the, that was the year we went to Jacksonville. I just remember thinking, like, this is the first time I can have an adult beverage and watch a Bills playoff game. The last time they made the playoffs, I before, previous to that, I would have been 18, 19. Not, no, it would have been the night. I would have been 18 years old. When was the last time? They made the last time they made the, the last playoff game, they, uh, was it 99. That was the first time in the 2000s that they had. So I would have been. 19 years old. Yeah. 
I mean, like, granted, I was alive in 99, um, so clearly, you know, they were in the playoffs, but I deemed that as the first time in my entire life that I got to, uh, I was, the Bills made it in the playoffs. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I was the only happy person in Baltimore probably that night. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. And just watching the 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 complete dumbfound look on Harbaugh's face, he was like, "What just happened?" Yeah. And then we got thirteen seconds. If, whatever. Even even the announcers were like, "It's quiet here in Baltimore, but pandemonium in Buffalo." Just <laughs> like, "Oh, it's pandemonium in the Hard Rock." Too. I'm telling you, for the rest of that week, I couldn't find enough YouTube videos. That showed the players' reactions, showed fans' reactions. I, I love the ones of people at home. Oh yeah, but I love the one where they showed they showed the Bills' reaction to the play in the Bills' locker room as they're watching it. You've got, I think it was Micah Hyde jumping on Eric Woods' back. Kyle Williams is crying. Yeah, I mean it was. I just it was fantastic. I, I think my favorite was when I, that was was that Sean McDermott's first. That was coaching us? Yes. Uh, that was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I loved how like it pans over to him and he's standing with Terry Pagula and he's probably the only one not celebrating um was McDermott. And I he's just like this. And it's just like he's like, he's like oh gosh. Like, <laughs> this is my first year and I oh shit. <laughs> like, wait, I gotta coach next week? Like, oh no. <laughs> it's okay. His playoff his playoff record is uh one, two, three. Three and three out of what was it? Three, four, five, six. Three. He he's fifty percent in the playoffs. That sounds about right. Because first year he went first to year lost to Jacksonville. Oh wait, no, three and seven because the next year was the or whatever next was the Texans lost, lost, and then was Indy win, Baltimore win. And then the loss. Chiefs loss. And then Green and then Pats win. Chiefs loss. So three wins. And one, two, three, four losses. Green Bay. He wouldn't have played Green Not Bay. Not Green Bay, Kansas City. I feel like there was a Pittsburgh playoff game in there somewhere though. Are no. we missing one? No. We played Jackson first, lost. Houston lost. Indy we won. Baltimore we won. Kansas City we lost. Pats we won. Kansas City we lost. So seven, but three out of seven. Three out of so. no. We played Pittsburgh, um, like I think the week or so before. Yeah, playoff, yeah, yeah. Um, where we dominated them. So three, three and four in the playoffs. Not bad for a guy that never was a head coach in the playoffs. Not bad with the team, with the team like Buffalo. He'll have at least uh, he'll have at least three if they finish the number two seed. Then he'll have four playoff wins next year. I'm telling you, I'm. Buffalo, book it, book it. Buffalo's winning. I still think it's going to be Buffalo, Detroit. Listen, that would be that might be a bet where if you place a hundred dollars on it, you might be able to retire with that bet. <laughs> like you might not have to work a day in your. I can't even imagine the odds of a Buffalo <laughs> the payout like that. You you might be not talking, even if they win just to make the playoffs, <laughs> like to the, to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that might be another. Uh, uh, that that would be another Leicester City moment. <laughs> Beyond. All right. Question four. Um, favorite game show. Favorite game show of all time. Um, that I used to actually watch 
probably Jeopardy. Okay. Just because, you know, you'd sit around with the family. Now, did you guys get competitive in Jeopardy? Were to see who answered the most questions? or I'd always get competitive with anything I do. <laughs> I've already said that many times. But I love like the, the the with especially with me is like my dad is always like the one that would try to like always sound like he was the smartest, and I'd always try to like go against him just to try to see if he's wrong. And it was like fifty fifty, <laughs> unless it was like superheroes or like comic books or like anything like of that realm. I instantly cleaned it. Yeah, no, that was I love Jeopardy, but if you you can usually tell like all right. Here are the five, six categories. But like, uh, all right, this is not a Jeopardy day for me. Yeah, exactly. Or if you've got like two or three, I'm like, all right, cool. I can hang with this. 75%. <laughs> uh, for me, though, I, mm, you know what? Does the American Gladiators count as a game show? Sure. I'm going American Gladiators. I count The Bachelor as a game show. Really? Yes. I count that as more reality TV show. There's a winner and a loser. There is, but. Isn't but it basically it, the producers that pick the winners and losers? There's a winner and there's a loser. But in retrospect, we're all losers. We're all we losers. we wasted our time watching that. Absolutely. I, I, I don't want to say I've never watched it. I think I've watched two episodes of it. It makes me too angry. But All right, we'll go with... I'm going with American Gladiators. So I used to love that. I know they brought the, the newer version of it or whatever with Hulk Hogan, but I'm talking the original American Gladiators. Here, brother. <laughs> All right, speaking of uh, The Bachelor, we'll end it with the last question. Favorite, re- favorite reality TV show? I don't count The Bachelor as a reality TV show. Um, do you count, like, dating shows as reality TV? Yeah, why not? Okay. It's called Baggage. Baggage, baggage, hosted by Jerry Springer. Oh, is that where they they go on like five dates and then they have like a luggage and it'll say like I've got five kids. Well, they or don't I've even got... go on dates. It's like a girl or a guy who's like the single person trying to find a date with three people, and there's three suitcases, and each suitcase gets worse and worse, and then after each round. Like, after each suitcase is, like, after, like, one suitcase is shown, somebody gets kicked out. And then the second ones are shown. And then somebody else gets kicked out. And then at the end of it, if the girl's like, I'll accept your baggage. And it's like, I like to hang around, like, playgrounds because, like, I like kids. Like, like, well, not like that. But, like, there's been some really rough stuff. Like, one was, like, I dated a serial killer. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and surprisingly, that was the one that she eventually picked. If that's not best, like if that's not the best thing ever, and then the girl has to give some of her baggage, and then the guy gets to pick if he wants her. So basically, the girl's like, I'll accept you, even though like you have all this weird stuff. And then she's just like, And here's my baggage. Like, I like to fart in like glasses and save them with my name on it. And it's like, really like, even though you're a very kind person, you're taking me for who I am. I think that's gross. No. <laughs> like, that's the whole... Meanwhile, Jerry Springer is just being Jerry Springer the entire time. Talk about a man who's just made a fortune out of Did his Did you know chaos. he used to be, a yeah. like, a judge? No, I didn't think it was... Or, it wasn't a politician. Like, it was like... He a, was a mayor. Mayor, governor, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and now he does... He did the Jerry Springer show, which we all know what that is, and this show, where oh, he yeah. was hitting on the contestant's as they were trying to pick, like, 
Wait, what? Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love that. That could be a reality TV show in itself. Um, the Jerry Springer show. Oh, gosh. But I'm going, and and don't judge me. I'm going with Project Runway. Oh, they're about to say keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh no, that's a train wreck. No, um, Project Runway. Uh, when I first started dating Vicky, that was she loved that show. Uh, that was the one with uh, Heidi uh, Heidi Klum, um, Tim yeah. Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they'd have like fashion designers out there, and um, that became like I remember. Um, I I went to her house to um, we were, we had just started dating, and I went over to pick her up. We were going to go somewhere, or whatever. And she was like, "Well, hold on, I got to finish. You know, I've got like twenty minutes left." And that was really the only TV show like that she really watched. She's not not a huge TV person. Um, and I was just like, "What? What is? What is this? This is." But as I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, "All right." And they're showing, "Well, this is this, this design or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, I guess that's kind of cool." I'd wear that. I'd wear, I'd, that. I'd, I'd wear that. Me and my fashion sense. Um, but then it became our thing. I think it came on like Thursdays at eight or whatever. Where the next thing you know, I'm going over her place every Thursday at eight or whatever we're doing. We're making sure we're back at her place Thursday at eight so we could watch Project Runway. Oh, Larry. I know. Hey, no judging. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> I think my favorite ever episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that I watched was Kim. They were on vacation and like Kim like lost like one of her diamond earrings in the ocean and she's oh, like geez. she's crying she's like i lost my diamond earring and courtney kardashian screams she's like there's starving people and you're crying about a like probably the only realest moment i ever heard from a kardashian was like she's like check your privilege <laughs> you're in a beautiful country and you lost a diamond earring and there's starving people that's just uh, <laughs> we're gonna leave it there because <laughs> that's that's just yeah that's 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 what the Kardashians are that's that but all right we're gonna end things there um, make sure to check us out on Facebook on Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines also make sure to uh, leave some messages on our Facebook page. Uh, on different episodes, different ideas for episodes if you want. If anybody wants to come on and be a guest, please get into contact with Matt or myself. Remember, next week we have Rob Udy, uh, Canisius College tennis player, uh, Niagara Wheatfield tennis coach. Um, so check out for that and tune in next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.